You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Deuteronomy 31.1 through 32.47. 77 verses today. So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel, and he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people to the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Then Moses wrote this law and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, at the end of every seven years, at the set time of the year of release, at the Feast of Booths, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose, You shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, and little ones, and the sojourner within your towns, that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, and be careful to do all the words of this law. And their children, who have not known it, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, The days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tent of meeting that I may commission him. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. And the Lord appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud. And the pillar of cloud stood over the entrance of the tent. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you are about to lie down with your fathers. Then this people will rise and whore after foreign gods among them in the land that they are entering. And they will forsake me and break my covenant that I've made with them. Then my anger will be kindled against them in that day, and I'll forsake them and hide my face from them, and they will be devoured. And many evils and troubles will come upon them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? And I'll surely hide my face in that day because of all the evil that they have done, because they have turned to other gods. Now, therefore, write this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Put it in their mouths, 
that this song may be a witness for me against the people of Israel. For when I've brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I've sworn to give their fathers, and they have eaten and are full and grown fat, they will turn to other gods and serve them and despise me and break my covenant. And when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this song shall confront them as a witness, for it will live unforgotten in the mouths of their offspring. For I know that they are inclined to do even today before I have brought them into the land that I swore to give. So Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the people of Israel. And the Lord commissioned Joshua the son of Nun and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. I will be with you. When Moses had finished writing these words of the book of the law to the very end, Moses commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, Take this book of the law and put it by the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against you. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Behold, even today, while I am yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord. How much more after my death? Assemble to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to witness against them. For I know that after my death you will surely act corruptly and turn aside from the way that I have commanded you. And in the days to come, evil will befall you, because you will do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger through, your work, through the work of your hands. Then Moses spoke the words of the song until they were finished in the ears of the assembly of Israel. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, and like showers upon the herb. For I'll proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. They have dealt corruptly with him. They're no longer his children because they are blemished. They are a crooked and twisted generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is he not your father who created you, who made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you. Your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his allotted heritage. He found him in a desert land, and in howling waste of the wilderness, he encircled them. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions. The Lord alone guided him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the high places of the land, and he ate the produce of the field, and he suckled him with honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock, curds from the herd and milk from the flock, with fat of lambs, rams, and bashan, and goats, with the very finest of the wheat, and you drank foaming wine made from the blood of grapes. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, stout, and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him, and scoffed at the rock of his salvation. They stirred him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons that were no gods, to gods they had never known, to new gods that had come recently. 
whom your fathers had never dreaded. You were unmindful of the rock that bore you, and you forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw it and spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children in whom there is no faithfulness. They have made me jealous with what is no God. They've provoked me to anger with their idols. So I will make them jealous with those who are no people. I'll provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled by my anger, and it burns to the depths of Sheol, devours the earth and its increase, and sets on fire the foundations of the mountains. And I will heap up disasters upon them. I'll spend my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger and devoured by plague and poisonous pestilence. I will send teeth of beasts against them with the venom of things that crawl in the dust. Outdoors the sword shall bereave, and indoors terror, for young men and women alike, the nursing child with the man of gray hairs. I would have said, I will cut them to pieces. I will wipe them from human memory, had I not feared provocation by the enemy, lest their adversaries should misunderstand, lest they should say, our hand is triumphant. It was not the Lord who did all of this. For they are a nation void of counsel, and there is no understanding in them. If they were wise, they would understand this. They would discern their latter end. How could one have chased a thousand, and two have put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them, and the Lord had given them up? For their rock is not as our rock. Our enemies are by themselves. For their vine comes from the vine of Sodom, and their fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of poison. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of serpents and the cruel venom of asps. Is not this land up in store with me, sealed up in my treasuries? Vengeance is mine and recompense for the time when their foot shall slip, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and their doom comes swiftly. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there is none remaining, bond or free. Then he will say, where are their gods, the rock in which they took refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up and help you. Let them be your protection. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no other god beside me. I kill and make alive. I wound and I heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and swear as I live forever. If I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and will repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captives from the long-haired heads of the enemy. Rejoice with him, O heavens. Bow down to him, all gods, for he avenges the blood of his children and he takes vengeance on his adversaries. He repays those who hate him and cleanses his people's land. Moses came and recited all the words of this song in the hearing of the people, he and Joshua, the son of Nun. And when Moses had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may commend them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of this law. For it is no empty word for you, but your very life. And by this word, you shall live long in the land that you're going over the Jordan to possess. 
getting closer and closer to the end of the Pentateuch, to the end of the, the book of Deuteronomy, and to the end of Moses' life. And the Lord is transferring that leadership from Moses onto Joshua as Moses is set to die before entering the Promised Land. He has brought Israel out of slavery in Egypt. It was this Moses who met the Lord in that burning bush, who has uh, been cowardly at the bush and, and told God, I can't do it. And the Lord empowered him and gave him Joshua and gave him Aaron to do this alongside of him. And they've brought them out of the land of Egypt. They've wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. The Lord has delivered the law through Moses and commanded Israel in how they are to live in the land that God goes over to, to fight for, to dispossess that land so that he can create this new society, this new nation, this brand new nation that can represent him to the surrounding nations. This little plot of Eden that God can from there then spread his reign out among the rest of the world, that they can take dominion, be fruitful and multiply and bring his kingdom over the entire land. And as Israel is about to enter that land, Moses reminds them again, when you come into the land, promise to do all of the things that have commanded. And it's, it's interesting because Right after that, God's saying, I'm going to go up into that land. I'm going to fight on your behalf. I'm going to give it to you. And then Joshua and Moses go into the tent, and the Lord has this private conversation with them, which is recorded for us, where he basically tells them, when they go into the land, after they dispossess it, they're going to become fat, they're going to become sleek, they're going to be well cared for, and their hearts are going to turn away from me towards other gods. And when they do that, I'm going to turn my face away from them. In my hot anger, I'm going to dispossess them from that land. So God is foretelling the rest of the Old Testament. He's foretelling what is going to happen. He's, he's not foolish enough to think that this is the final stage of the plan. He knows that this is part of redemptive history, but there is going to be some ups and downs along the way. And so he tells them, in order to bring them back to me after they have turned away from me, I'm going to cause you, I, I want you to write this song. Because that's how we learn, right? How did you learn the ABCs? It was through song. And song is a powerful tool for teaching as well as for worship. And so Moses pens this song, which is, again, a reminder, pass this down to all generations, to every generation of Israel, sing this song. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teachings drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass and like showers upon the herb. And then he proclaims all of these things. Remember, the rock, the rock is our God. He, this is our God. Kind of bringing back imagery to the fact that God, out of that rock, brought forth the waters and provided. What other God can do this? These gods, they've, they've now bowed down to these gods. Again, future pointing. You've now bowed down to these false gods who are demons. You've sacrificed to these gods who are no gods at all. And rem remember who your God is. He delivered you out of captivity in the wilderness. He, he delivered you through the wilderness. He delivered you out of captivity in Egypt. And he provided you 
with this land. Turn back to him. Turn back to him. These things aren't happening because your God is not strong enough to prevent them from happening. They're happening because you have turned yourself away from them and he wants you to come back to him. And so Moses recited all of those words. He wrote them down. And when they have finished writing them, he commends them again. Remember these words. Remember these words. It's interesting here also that, that God says that you, Israel, are uh, you're the apple of my eye. Bringing us back to that idea of, of the garden where that, that fruit that was so desirous to be taken. Well, that's, that's Israel for the Lord, yet it's not sin for God to take them. That he is desirous for this people. He is desirous. His heart is for them. And he will not. Even in, in his turning his face away, his desire, his motivation is to bring them back to himself. But they are stubborn and stiff-necked, as we all can be. And his desire is to, to bring them into the land, to establish them, to love them, to care for them, and to provide for them. And for the nations to become jealous of that. And so they're supposed to teach these things every seven years, the entire Pentateuch is to be read to the entire nation of Israel, men, women, children, sojourners in the land, all of them, so that they might learn and they might, uh, they might obey the voice of God. And that's the theme. Guys, can you trust me? That's what God is asking. That's what he's been asking since the Garden of Eden. That's what he's asking again at the end of the Pentateuch. And so, Uh, As we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider those same questions. What does this section of scripture tell you about who God is? What does this section of scripture tell you about the state of your own heart? What does this section tell you about the state of the humanity in general? And what is it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up as we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.